What's up, everybody? I'm Alexis Guerreros. I'm Christian Polanco. Together, we are the Cooligans, baby, and you're listening to Sacramento's number one soccer-specific podcast. Let's go. Hey, Sacramento soccer fans, this is John, and welcome to episode 17 of the self-proclaimed number one soccer-specific podcast in Sacramento, the Sactown FC podcast, part of the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. As usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Luis. Luis, how's quarantine life, man? It's going good. You know, just uh, looking at the sunset right now as, as it's going through. So, you know, happy that we're getting better weather. Sadly, I can't enjoy it. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, but you're, that's all you're, life is. Your dinner delivery guy got to enjoy it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we actually wanted to make big announcement for the podcast as well. And that's that we actually are now having a new logo. You guys have probably seen it already on social media since we did post about it today. It's such an amazing logo. I mean, uh, you know, me and John were talking about it. And, you know, John had this concept and and we were able to have that concept you know translate into this you know amazing logo and so we're really super excited and you know we we can't wait to you know print some stickers and some merchandise so you guys can can have some of that merchandise too so we're really excited huh john yeah it's definitely a growth for us and we started you know grassroots and kind of telling people what was going on grew to social media talked more about what was going on, made some stickers, passed them out, got involved in the Twitter community, Facebook, Instagram world. Then we created our own website. And from there, we have, we're just growing, which is awesome because there's so much more that we have to offer and we're going to do that. Yeah, it's super exciting times here for the pod. And, you know, again, we're super excited for this new logo and to see it printed out, you know, and so much merchandise in the future is just going to be amazing too. Um, did want to give a shout out to the person who actually designed the logo. Um, she was actually a former coworker of mine and, you know, she's designed such amazing logos and our logo is now a part of her portfolio. And, you know, we're super excited that, that she designed it, but, you know, thank you to Jessica Lopez for um, designing the logo. And, you know, wanted to tell everyone listening to us, you know, if you have any graphic design work that you want to get done, whatever it may be, whether it's logo, brochure, flyer, uh, some other graphic design, feel free to send her a message and, you know, ask her if, if she can work on that for you. And, you know, she'll give you a price for that. Um, she can be found on Instagram on as uh, MSJL design. So, you know, feel free to send her a message and hey, let her know that we sent you too. So yeah, Jessica really did an awesome job on it. Um, she kind of knew what we wanted. She'd seen our previous logo and built a lot off of it. So thank you, Jessica, for taking the time to do that and being a part of the team, uh, part of the squad, I should say. So thank you. So today we are privileged to be joined via the Makuni Dreamline by global personalities who, when not doing podcasts and TV shows on the FUBU Network and dabble in comedy when they aren't talking soccer, Please welcome Alexis Guerreros and Christian Polanco. As most know, the Cooligans. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. And how are you and your ladies holding up with, the, with you guys in the house uh, these last few weeks? I haven't been murdered yet, so that's a positive. 
yeah, my, you know, I, I try to make sure that my girlfriend didn't have a criminal record before we started dating. So um, I feel safe. Nice. So Thank God he didn't check into my history before we started working. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Indecent exposure. Is that on your rap sheet? We've seen the, we've seen the video. I, it's one of my favorite things is how, how proud and shocked that Christian is, is that I wanted that out there. It was my suggestion to make it into a gif. Oh man, it was, it was great. I was watching it. My wife was like, what are you looking at? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I can also say this. I spoke to my nephew today. Who's uh, going eight going on nine. And he said, that was really funny. And I was like, this is the first thing I've ever done that he thinks is funny. So <laughs> my, and it's nice to know that my humor matches that of someone who hasn't reached double digit age yet. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's true. And Christian, how many takes did it uh, did it did you need to make sure the uh, the roll got to Alexis in the toilet? That uh, only took me. I'm very proud of this. Only about three takes. That was the that was the third take. That okay. That, that part. So uh, yeah, and and most people like who who, who watch our show or listen to our show. Uh, no, I've only been playing soccer like regularly for about five years. So the fact that I was a- able to juggle a toilet paper roll. Uh, at, at such a high level, uh, really says a lot about uh, what where the state of American soccer currently is. And I, I have a lot to contribute. Well, that's awesome. Um, for those of, of the listeners who don't know, can you guys give us some insight in how you got into soccer, starting with a podcast in 2015 and now a show that recently celebrated 50 episodes? Yeah, yeah. So- Go ahead. You want to? I'll go. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so with at least for me, uh, I got interest, introduced to soccer really through uh, the the FIFA video games. Uh, I was I used to I used to work at a video game store uh, when I was a teenager. Then I worked at a I worked at another video game store. Then I worked at a GameStop. Uh, we were always playing FIFA, uh, and that's how I learned about all the players and everything. And then. One of my coworkers uh, was Colombian. Then he started taking me to games. Uh, the first first soccer game I ever went to was Real Madrid against Roma, and and one of those like international friendlies that they did uh, here. Uh, in they did it in, in Giant Stadium, and so I, like Zidane, Roberto Carlos, uh, uh, Batistuta, Luis Figo. These are the people I got to see first. These are the first players I ever got to see live, and I barely knew who they were and I had no real appreciation for it. But, but that once, once I went to like that first game, I was like immediately hooked. That's yeah, awesome. I've, Alexis? Been, I've been a fan since I was a kid um, just because I grew up in uh, in Newark, which, you know, has a lot of Caribbean dudes, has a lot of Brazilian dudes uh, that I was hanging out with uh, Portuguese. And it just seemed like, you know, myself, I was Cuban in the, in the part of the neighborhood I grew up in was mostly uh, Puerto Rican and Dominican and, and a little bit of Cubans left over from uh, there was a lot more when I was younger, uh, but Christian's people uh, pushed us all out. Um, but we should. <laughs> we call it? We should. Yeah, yeah, it's only fair. Uh, we did it to whoever <laughs> was there before us. Um, but uh, I, you know, my Puerto Ricans, Cubans, Dominicans, we really don't like um, soccer that much. It's more baseball. So I never really like it wasn't a family thing, but everyone else was into it. Um, every house, like every Portuguese kid's house had that swiveling, you know, satellite in the backyard to catch like the, the Portuguese league when like no one would carry it. So right. like, you know, over time, I just started really falling in love with it. And then I became an Arsenal fan. Um, there's a longer story we've talked about on the podcast about why, but I became an Arsenal fan when there's really only two teams that they actually showed on TV when I was a kid was Arsenal and Manchester United. 
Um, so I picked Arsenal. And ever since then, I've been a huge fan of, uh, of the sport. But I, I honestly, it wasn't really until the Premier League got on NBC Sports that I could really dedicate myself to really following it as, as closely as I did where I would sort of follow up on the sport. But now it's like I could wake up, I would wake up every single Saturday at 7 a.m. if I had to, uh, to watch the games, um, especially when they were like, uh, you know, when they were doing much better uh, than they have been in the recent past. But yeah, and then when NYCFC started, um, we got, uh, I got season tickets. I convinced Christian to get season tickets. We're standing next to each other, making everyone laugh. And people were sort of saying like, oh, let's stand next to these guys. They're funny at the next game. And I looked at Christian, I was like, yo, we might be onto something here. Like Christian and I were both comedians. We knew each other from the scene. We were both very funny. We both had podcasts in the past. Christian was in the middle of writing for sort of a live sketch comedy show, like almost like a late night format show. Um, so like he had the experience of wanting to produce stuff and he was in the middle of like sort of becoming like wanting to do more behind the camera. And that to me, that was like, oh, somebody wants to do all the work, you know, let's go. <laughs> uh, so I, I talked him into doing, well, actually I said like, you know, I got this idea for a show. I had already had the name Cooligans in my head and he was like, uh, but what, all right, we got to come up with a name. And I was like, how about Cooligans? And he was like, oh, that's so bad. It's good. And that's exactly what I thought about it. And I was like, this is literally a marriage made in heaven. So um, I think you would disagree after working with me for five years. But uh, we started it's a, doing it's a marriage made in heaven and you are currently married. So that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So he's, he's got two, two wives in a sense, right? Excuse me. I'm, I'm like Joe Exotic over here. You know? <laughs> so wrong in so many different ways. Uh, are you hiring? Are you plotting a murder right now? Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you who my Carol Baskin is. Um, uh, so, uh, but uh, in the end, I think it was just sort of like Christian was at a place in his comedy career where he wanted to do more. I was at a place in my comedy career where I, where I wanted to do more, and we both were performing at night. But like, what do you do during the day? We both really like soccer, so like, yo, let's do something in soccer. And the fact that people love the show and want to laugh along about soccer still shocks us to this day. And Christian, what about your background? Um, as far as, uh, yeah, I mean, as I mean, besides, far as, so in, in terms of this, so if you yeah, think about where you guys have been, like, what has it meant to you with Alexis? I mean, it's been, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm carrying the load. My back hurts uh, from <laughs> carrying this <laughs> whole thing. No, no, no. You know, I, like a lot of times, sometimes, you know, people will ask me, um, you know, is it, you know, because I, I, I dedicate, even as soon as we started, I dedicated a lot of time not knowing where this would go. But every, you know, I always believe in like, if you are enjoying something and you're passionate about something, like just put all your energy into it. And I was doing that and, and, you know, we started, we're talking about MLS and we try, and, and I'm like, I know, I know soccer, I, ca I was very casual fan of the sport, but then when it came to like learning the, the like the nitty gritty about this stuff, I'm like, all right, I'll learn it. I, I know I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend to be a journalist. I know how to tell jokes. That's what I'm going to focus on. But uh, let me kind of ingratiate myself in all in all of this so i put myself in a position where i'm like all right i'll take a lot of the responsibility i'll figure this stuff out because the big issue with working with comedians is all comedians have ideas they're like you know what we should do and then somebody's like okay well this is how we start doing it and they're like oh okay hold on no i didn't think anybody was actually going to say yes to that thing um so now I, I but i was the opposite i'm like i have i don't have a ton of ideas but when it comes to the, 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 the practical sense of like just putting things together and making a show happen. That's what I, 
loved doing. So as soon as we started, I feel I, like the first thing we ever did was like film a, like a man on the street sort of segment after uh, an NYCFC game. And then I, I filmed that. I edited that. I barely knew how to, you know, edit videos or anything. But I'm like, all right, I, I believe in this and, and let, let's see sort of where it goes. And, and I, I'm glad that, uh, you know, that I, you know, I still have that same work ethic, but I, it's really the only reason why uh, uh, things have worked out, right? I mean, it's, it's a combination of like, yeah, I don't mind doing a ton of work, but then also Alexis has this uh, obnoxious ability to not <laughs> to like to to ask for things, to 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 feel like he he's he's deserve he deserves things, he's owed things, uh, and that that is where the balance <laughs> of the relationship works out because I'm I'm too I have too much humility to be like, hey, I should be getting this. Uh, I I say like. You, we got to work hard. And Alexis is like, forget all that work. We need to just ask people for stuff. That's and, right. And <laughs> I agree I, with know, that. It's like, I, I will say that I think if people ask me what has led to the success of Cooligans, like I think it's, it's a sandwich of things. And of course, I'm going to make it a sandwich. Um, but I, to me, it's not a like, pizza, not a pie. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like a lasagna, right? Like, let's oh, right. uh, okay. Um, but I think, I think if you ask me what, what did it like, uh, when we started, it was it was pretty even. Like we painted a room in Christian's house, a wall green. I fa- I googled green screen paint code, and it popped up. And Christian lived at the time across the street from a Sherwin Williams. So we just went and got green screen paint, and we started painting the wall. And I looked at him, and I said, "Wait a minute, do you know how to edit green screen?" And he's like, "No, do you?" And I'm like, "No." Why? Well, <laughs> you know, we have a green screen studio before we you know how to edit green screen, and that was kind of like so that blind faith I think was. I, you know, maybe it's naivety or maybe it's just like we're tired of, as comedians, you hear no a lot. So this was like, we're just going to do this on our own. So we right. had that drive and determination and weren't worried. But also, I think the other part of, as my like acting started to take off and other things started to take off, I leaned so heavily on Christian to handle a lot of the work that really should have been 50-50 at the time. And, you know, he took it on with no complaints, which was amazing. And it's the only reason we are where we are. But I think the opposite of that is as I saw that happening, I said, you know what? I'm going to put myself in a position where I can help out in some things that Christian can do. And Christian's the kind of person who'll walk up to someone and say, hi, my name is Christian. I host a TV show and a podcast. I'm the kind of person that'll walk up to someone and go, hey, how come we've never been on your show before? You know what I mean? Like that's, and yeah. it's almost like accusatory and I want them <laughs> to feel bad and I yeah. want them to walk away and think, have I scorned this person in the past? You know, like, that's what I want, because where I come from, it's like, you don't get heard unless you are the loudest or the most <laughs> abrasive, maybe. And and to me, it's like, if I could use that to, and I think it has helped our career. It's probably hurt it in some sense. But I think to some degree, oh, it's like, definitely you, hurt it sometimes. Oh, yes. I don't know <laughs> yeah. about that, because if you go back to the MLS uh, interviewing that you guys did, and you just straight up were with Beckham and the owner of uh, of Miami, you were both you know, kind of shy, but then Alexis is just like, all right, here's the real question. <laughs> and it was a question regarding Castro and everybody, I guess, just paused. Like it was complete <laughs> silence. And I just hear Alexis like asking the question and even the owner was just like, all right, we're going there. Let's do it. Well, it's so pre- like I, I said to the production team, like to give you guys an insight, like Christian knows this because he's, he's been around me long enough. He kind of understands the Cuban American mentality a little bit. But I said to the production team, I go, by the way, I'm going to ask you a question about Castro. It's not a joke. Keep the mics and the cameras on. And the, the main producer of the show looked at me and he's like, do not under any circumstances 
ask about Castro? And I said, no, 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 I am. <laughs> I'm like, trust me, I, I know Cubans. Yeah, yeah, like, trust me, I, you don't understand the cultural significance of the question I'm going to ask. And I asked, like, how does it feel? Like, to, like every drunk uncle, it, there's, it's not a wedding. It's not a Cuban wedding until someone yells, hey, Fidel would never let us do this. You know what I mean? It's not a car ride to Disney. It's not a shopping at the supermarket. It's right. the, nothing is real in Cuban culture until someone remembers that Fidel wouldn't let you do that in Cuba. Like, and that's part of our culture. So me asking him that, and I think what shocked everyone was how he was like, no, you're right. And he answered the question yeah. correctly. Part of me was like, you see, like, I kind of know what I'm talking about in these situations. But that's the other thing. Like, no one would ask the first question of David Beckham would be to have, would you adopt me? You know what I mean? And I'm like, how am I going to get this guy to remember me? It's not to say like, oh, my God, you were great. It's like, no, I'm great. And let me tell you why you should have me in your family. You know? Is that how you won your wife's family over? <laughs> no, they hate me. <laughs> oh, they despise me so much. Yeah. They're the only the ones that, that I have a TV it, show and their friends like our show annoys them to no end. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> the only people, uh, you know, Alexis's tricks don't work on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just that I've been around for so long. They've heard it all. That's funny. I mean, me and John are actually pretty similar. Uh, yeah, you, you do a lot of the legwork for the editing and everything else, yeah. which, is, which is nice because I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, like yeah. I think we used to have a show called Feed for the News and Christian was like, I've I'm doing too much. I can't edit it. And I was like, I'll edit it. And it was like, it was turning into like 15 hours a week of editing the show. And I, and I would add more, I would be like, I want to animate more and I'd want to do more. And at some point we were, and this is like really early on, we weren't getting a lot of views. And I was just like, is this really worth 20 hours a week? Like I could be, I could be focusing on other ways to get the show, like the podcast itself, or maybe some of our other videos more successful. Um, you know, like reaching out to players' agents. Like I just, we, the first, we did a live event where we named a burger after Jack Harrison, who now plays for, uh, is loaned to Leeds, but he's a Manchester yeah. City player. When he was playing for NYCFC, it was the first live event we ever did. It was like four months into our podcast. Like we had barely a fan base. Like we're begging people to come to this event. Um, we had a beer sponsor. We had free burgers, like the whole nine, anything to get people there. Um, and the only way we got to the player was the team was like, we don't know who you are. We don't want our players eating cheeseburgers in the middle of the week during the season. We don't want you to do this. Please don't do this. We're not going to let you have the player. I reached, we, I said to Christian, like, yo, I heard his mom hangs out in this section. So we walked around the other section until we found his mother. And we told her, we want to honor your son by naming a burger after him, which is a huge deal in New York City, getting like a sandwich or a burger named after him. Yeah. And she was like, oh, dear, I would love it. And then she reached out and she texted us the agent's information. And the agent was like, how did you find my information? And I'm like, oh, yeah, Jack's mom, Deb, gave it to us. <laughs> and he was like, of course she would. Uh, and he, we did it. We got the player there and we, we interviewed him. And that was, I think, a sort of coming out moment where, look, Christian figured out how to get the speakers there. Christian figured out uh, how to you know, set up the audio for the space. Christian figured out where the cameras went. Christian figured this out. I you know, stalk the player's agent until we got the player and I got the burgers and the beer there. So like we all handle what we're good at, you know? That's right. That's how you, that's how you make it happen. You, you have Absolutely. to, you play to your abilities. It's just like every soccer team, they find a player that's good at something and they play to that ability. I agree. So, so guys, so here on, on the show, we're actually um, pretty big uh, Liga Mekis fans. Um, me and uh, one of our other co-hosts, um, Danny, we're actually big Cruz Azul fans. And, you know, John, we're, we're trying to get him to convert, but... 
he's, he's stuck up on the, you know, Hugo Sanchez Pumas from like the 80s, but, you know, slowly <laughs> trying to get him to convert. But um, do you guys pay any attention to it? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been uh, trying to watch it more. And then uh, ever since, um, I mean, it sounds corny, but like the League's Cup, which like people hate, but <laughs> I, it at least gives me because, you know, I made I made that commitment to like watch more MLS and try to support uh, American soccer. But I've been uh, I've been watching more Liga MX games uh, from time to time. Uh, I mean, there's a couple uh, we, we're actually speaking of. Pumas, we're trying to uh, get uh, Bofo Salcedo on uh, on the show. Uh, nice. He's like he's like the next mm-hmm. person we're like gonna uh, like reach out to. We were trying to do something, you know, because he's he was about to go to the Olympics, uh, or yeah, at least the Olympic uh, qualifiers, and and you know, but then all of this uh, obviously mm-hmm. happened. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a uh, look. It's a wildly uh, entertaining league. I just saw. I just went to see Tigres play against uh, NYCFC at, at Rebel oh, Arena yeah. right before the Concacaf Champions League uh, uh, shut down. Yeah. And uh, you know, year after year, especially because every everybody does this, they have to com- you know they compare uh, the leagues and and you know Liga MX fans talking trash on Twitter. Uh, you know, MLS is never going to be uh, it's never going to be as good as Liga MX. And but then you start seeing some of these MLS teams start get a little bit closer. They're not you know before they were losing three four nothing. Uh, you know, be lucky if you got a goal in uh you know in in, in uh, at the azteca or wherever and and ever since you know toronto got to the final against uh against chivas it's starting to feel a little bit uh you know like maybe the tides are turning i think i think liga max is a little getting a little nervous of what uh mls is doing the last couple uh, the last couple of years yeah no i mean hopefully they win it someday too not this tournament because you know i want Cresswell to win it of course but <laughs> of course. hopefully they win the next one when we're not on it <laughs> you know i've always i wanted to pick a a club like i i remember watching uh club america back when what was the dude's name with the with the crazy hair who like passed away in germany or something uh chuko oh. chuko you know what i'm talking about he was the, uh, the chucho benitez chucho chucho was yeah, incredible from yeah, so I used to watch. I would watch a lot of uh, a lot of Club America matches back then. Obviously, Cruz Azul, La Máquina. Like, who doesn't know that? Like, um, like I'm 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 a big fan of the league itself, but I haven't picked a club to follow just yet. Like, I thought I was going to be like a, a Puebla fan because there's so like New York City has a, a really big Mexican population, but they're not from Mexico City or, or from those other towns. They're mostly all from Puebla. So, like, um, I figure maybe I'll, I'll do that because if I wear that jersey around, maybe I get free food at some of these spots. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? You got to on the corner. Right. <laughs> let's go, right? A free elote every once in a while? Like, oh, let's go. A free salita? Like, let's do this. <laughs> so, like, I thought maybe that, but I haven't really picked a club yet. Like, a lot of people want us to become Cholos fans. And I think that's because there's such a big American fan base for them. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, we haven't really picked a club yet. Well, okay. we're always accepting fans, so. You guys want to join? Okay. That's, a, that's what this all was for. This whole thing was, was yeah. to uh, get us yeah. to be Cruz Azul fans. At so, least yeah. in, in FIFA, I used to, uh, I, for whatever reason, I, I liked the, the crest for Cruz Azul, and I always used to pick them regularly as like the Liga MX team that I always used to play with. But yeah. I had no, I didn't know who the players were or whatever, but you, you guys got a good badge, so I'm a fan. Oh, I'll tell you Thank this. You, if yeah. the game FIFA ever put me in it immediately after the first whistle, you'd see the Cruz Azul badge pop up over my head because I'd be injured, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and 
Luis, you're gonna have to send them um, Cruz Azul scarves in a donut box that they can open on uh, Fubu <laughs> Ooh, to, oh, to yeah. win them over. Yeah, yeah definitely. You have them. We can be bought. <laughs> we absolutely can be bought. <laughs> Perfect. You, yeah, good to know. NYFC bought you guys with the uh, Gotham kits. Man, those are sweet. <laughs> yeah, I mean they are dope. Although they sent me a size large, I gotta talk to somebody. Yeah, you gotta oh, yeah. have a conversation. My mine is large as well. It's uh, too big for me, and yours is yeah. too small. <laughs> One size fits yeah. all, apparently. <laughs> apparently. So you both being uh, EPL fans, Everton and Arsenal, and I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> does does soccer in Europe finish the? Cl- uh, you guys think that soccer will finish the current calendar, and hopefully not, because I'm as a Manchester United supporter, I don't want Liverpool to win that trophy. <laughs> yeah, Christian, I, I'll let you follow that one up as an yeah, Everton fan. Uh, yeah, I said uh, I said on the show last week. I'm like, uh, as an Everton fan, we should just cancel the season. No, no winner. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but I, it's probably the right thing to do to not give. Uh, <laughs> I think to, so. To not crown a champion. I uh, think so. <laughs> when you look at all the evidence, I think you'll find Christian. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, I look. Uh, it, I, I don't think there's any you know quote unquote right thing to do uh it's it's a you know crazy circumstance and a a, you know crazy situation um you know there's no way to make everybody happy uh you you know you either what what it's looking like is just especially since the 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 summer tournaments have been uh pushed back a year it's finished the season you know uh, whenever it, it comes back even if it's like three four months delayed you know, it could, there's only what two months left, uh, really? Uh, two and yeah, a half. Two months, it, eight games. Yeah, eight to ten you, games. You can you can get it done before the next season starts. Uh, especially since there there's not going to be there's no Euros, there's no uh, Copa America, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, it'll it'll be weird, and it, you know, for at least for for Liverpool, there, you know, I, if it, if if the season is just ends and they're crowned champion, which I don't think is, is I think that that's the least likely option that, that the, the results stand where they are. I think they're going to do everything they can to actually play these games and finish the season out properly. I mean, look, I think the worst thing that happened is this, like there's no, there's no turning back now from the fact that every fan in the premier league is going to say that their season has an asterisk, even if it's not true. Cause they basically won it weeks ago. Um, just not mathematically like city's not making a comeback. Like it's two games, like let them do it. Um, so I, to be honest, if they cancel the season, I wouldn't be that upset about it. Like no one gets promoted. No one gets relegated. Everybody stays where you're at. Cancel the rest of the season. That, and, and I feel like Liverpool has the pieces to do it again next year. You know what I mean? So it's really not that big of a loss for them. Like why have the asterisks anyway? But what do you do about all the champions league in Europa places? Because you have teams like wolves and Southampton who still have an opportunity to, to snag a champions league place with Manchester city's financial fair play issue. Yeah. That's why that, uh, yeah. I mean, that's why I say, I don't think they're going to cancel the season and just leave the results uh, as is. And uh, I'd also add that Leeds uh, United is in first place in the championship where that, and that's where Jack Harrison is currently playing. And I would love to see him get into the Premier League uh, next season. It would honestly, cause they, they lost in the, in the, in the championship playoff last year. Right. Uh, and it would be just the best. It would feel like we had a contribution to it. It like we made it into the Premier League. I would, oh. uh, it would, nothing would make me happier. Well, also, plus- let's not forget that Arsenal has a shot. At that fifth place spot, okay. That's right. yeah, so I'm, I'm even, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm shooting myself in the foot here. But here's what I, here's what I would say. 
have a playoff for the Champions League matches. Ooh, you know, fun. like the player, the teams that are that are that would qualify again for it versus the the clubs that are qualifying as of when the league ended have like a, a one game playoff. Like That'd it. be kind of fun. I'm amazing. That's, I'm really yeah. good at this whole thing, guys. Podcast magic. <laughs> no. Well, because I don't know if you guys remember back in the early '90s when Leeds was in the top flight, and they were they were a squad. I mean, they had they had players who would would do everything for that club, and they would finish in the top four every year um, during the early '90s. So it'd be nice to see Leeds back up in uh, the Premier League. They, they yeah, were so you, close last year. Uh, Freaking! You sound like you're 15. How do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 37, man. I'm, I'm Are aged. you really? Yeah. What have you never smoked a cigar in your life? You have a voice. You have an angelic angel voice. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, that's yeah. the, that's the teacher in me, right? I have to be very very subtle to my children and tell them uh, exactly how I feel, but with empathy, which is the new keyword in education. Ooh, I'm gonna Google that one day. Yeah, Alexis <laughs> is not real familiar with that one. Uh, <laughs> Did no. you say apathy? Because I know what you're talking about. <laughs> apathy or appetite, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's order some apathies before an entree comes up. <laughs> oh, no. We got to get some whistling pig uh, barrels in our houses. Then we'll be okay. Just give me Ooh, a straw. Let's go. So um, with that, uh, you know, what the other thing that we've been discussing and that I'm curious about here in Sacramento, we, we've recently been given a team for MLS uh, starting in 2022. What are your guys' thoughts on expansion with the MLS? And I personally feel as though it might be too too much, too fast, too soon. Uh, what do you guys think? So I, I feel like it, it's not enough. You know, like really, I like you're what England has. England, if if we duplicate what England had here, as far as like the the square miles between clubs, we'd have like I don't know seventy five thousand <laughs> soccer clubs in the U.S. Give Probably. or take, <laughs> right? They'll do the math. No one Google that. Um, but, uh, I think it's, I just don't think it's, it's enough because if every club has to have an academy, that's just so many, that's so many opportunities, uh, for, for young kids to get a chance to play. And it's so many opportunities for, you know, players to be able to sort of rise to the level of a national team. Like at this point, we have such a massive population and a bunch of kids that are recreationally and lazily playing soccer that the more and more and more we develop these academies, the more and more of these kids we're going to be able to find. And really, I mean, imagine we find, who knows, every year we find 10 kids that are good enough to play for the national team, but we find 30 or 40 kids that have an opportunity to be professional soccer players in Europe or in lower leagues in other countries. That's, that's money being pumped back into those families where maybe they wouldn't have had those opportunities otherwise. So I'm excited for it. I say the more the merrier. Let's give Sacramento one. So you're not just known for a burger with a bunch of cheese sticking out of it, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say the uh, to Alexis's point, I think it is good for uh, for American soccer just to just to have a, another professional team and and another pipeline uh, for for young players to uh, an area for you know players to develop. Uh, but for the sake of a an individual league, yeah. It's it's too many teams, you know. Now, especially this season in MLS, it's frustrating that uh, every team is not going to play each other. Uh, and this is like the the first time that that's happening. So th- things like that, that kind of uh, model is not uh, interesting to me. I, I wish there was a way to like to to make it work. And it 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 looks like to me that what they're trying to do is go to 
40 teams and then go, you know, MLS one and MLS two and have promotion relegation between those two leagues. But, but, wouldn't, but who wouldn't you just use USL at that point? You have so many teams in the USL that that could take that that space. I, I feel like low key USL is going to do their. The USL is already openly talking about their own promotion and relegation. I, from what I've heard from conversations, it's not some trial run for MLS to pick it up. MLS is like, we don't know what they're doing. They're going rogue. So either they're really good at keeping that secret where they haven't been in the past, or you know, USL is like, now nah, we're going to take over this whole thing on our own. And USL's got a ton of clubs. And USL three, I mean, or whatever league, uh, USL League One, as they're calling it now, like yeah. there's just there's there's an overwhelming amount of potential for small fan bases, stadiums that are up to about twenty thousand seats. There's more than enough cities that can handle that. TV wise, sure they're not major markets, but we're talking about another five years where market size really won't matter other than for ticket sales, because right. uh, it's all internet based anyway. Like no one knows where Leicester City is. And if you went to Leicester City, everyone's like, yo, it's the Cleveland of England. Nobody wants to go to that. Okay. Yeah, nobody wants to go to Cleveland. No. Right? You know, people, people in Cleveland, Cleveland don't want to go to yeah. Yeah, they're like quarantine. I'd be I'd be happy not to go outside. Okay? <laughs> uh, so as far as I'm and I've been to Cleveland, by the way, wonderful, one of the best comedy clubs in the country, Pickwick and Frolic, aka hilarities. It's absolutely amazing. But yeah, the city not so great. The people are dope, the city's not so great. But uh, no one cares about Leicester, you know, no one cares about some of these cities, right? No one you wouldn't go to Manchester over over London if you had the choice just culturally or just for vacation. But like, you know, the soccer team almost makes the city a bigger and better deal. And I think Sacramento could do that where I know, you know, it's the capital. Everyone talks about Southern California. Boom. Now you have this like even more reason to travel to the North part, which I actually think is a little bit, a little bit dope and a little bit underrated. Right. You got, you got smaller, you got small cities that like I dude, I never, I've never wanted to go to Charleston, South Carolina. It's never passed my mind. But I go to a Charleston battery match. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's I think I think you'll see more of that. Plus, we don't have any traffic over here, like um, SoCal does too. So, right, I, which is why I can't trust your city. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, if you don't have traffic, yeah. you don't have a city, right? If you don't have traffic and it doesn't smell like pee, what are we even doing here? Okay. Yeah. Enough about the tech. <laughs> get get the thing means, out of beta, will you? <laughs> that means nobody's trying to get somewhere in, in, in a cool city when there's a lot right? of traffic. So That's true. You need traffic. Dog. I was in Milwaukee. I walked four blocks and I didn't see another person. I walked into a Kinko's and I was like, hey, was there an outbreak I didn't hear about? <laughs> Where is everyone? People were preparing, you know, they were practicing already, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Milwaukee's prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you know, we've seen it, you know, worldwide with like different leagues, you know, like there's, there's just, you know, a bunch of losses going on right now, you know, money-wise. And, you know, of course, we don't, we don't see an exception here in, in the States with MLS and all that. But what do you guys think is going to happen to, you know, those lower leagues and uh, clubs in the soccer world? Um, look, I, I mean, I think, you know, we've spoken to, I don't know if you guys know Bug Eaters FC, uh, which is a, a club in, uh, in, uh, uh, they play out in Nebraska and they, uh, you know, the, the owner was kind of shed some light on a lot, a lot of this stuff. And a lot of these clubs are, you know, they, they're taking these losses or they're trying to, uh, support, uh, their community, the, the, you know, the owners of these teams are not necessarily billionaires like in, like in MLS or in other, in other leagues or in other sports. Um, I think it's going to be a, t- a tough time. I mean, uh, hopefully, um, you know, I, I think with an MLS, they said that they are trying to get back by May 10th. If I think if, if it, if 
if it goes, you know, let the, you know, this lockdown goes for like two and a half months. I think that's reasonable and you, and we will see um, more clubs be able to su- sustain themselves. But if it goes like four or five months, it, there's going to be a lot of uh, clubs that shut down. And, and we all know in American soccer, how common that is where cl- clubs are around two, three years. They, they, they try, uh, you know, but cause I think the, 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 a lot, the big focus for a lot of clubs was like, Oh, let, let's start something. And then, figure out a way to hopefully get into MLS. So, you know, like San Antonio is like a, an example of that. But yeah. if mm-hmm. if they can uh, just s- sustain themselves and get, uh, you know, a ton of support in the in the community and also similar to what Alexis mentioned before about, about USL, like it really does feel like we, we were just at the coaches uh, conference in Baltimore and a lot of USL coaches were there, a lot of people kind of representing the league and there is a bit of a feeling like you know what let's not let's not work so so much uh to, for, for the hope of getting into mls let's see if we can actually make this uh its own thing um and, and you see it a little bit with like they're changing little like rules a little bit where uh like a lot of the team like Swope Park Rangers um for yeah. Kansas City's uh you know uh USL team became Sporting Sporting KC2 so uh, I, th- there's, and they're changing um, the, the stadium uh, requirements for, for the stadium size. Like uh, Sporting Kansas City 2 is now playing at Children's Mercy Park. So they have to play in a bigger stadium. So it seems like the, the next move is like, oh, let's get, let's prepare all the teams to be able to actually have uh, a play in, a, you know, either a more, it, it, the games will be either more important. We're expecting a, a, a groundswell of, of more American soccer support. I don't know if that is the the, the ramp up into uh, into into the World Cup, and they expect by 2026 everybody's going to start watching soccer, even these small markets. But it's feeling like something is about to happen in the next like two three years. You know, everyone makes a big deal about like stadium capacity um, as being like, you know, oh, well, they're not ready because some of these teams play in high school stadiums or they play in small stadiums. Dude, when I was in when I was in the south of Spain, there's a, a city called Alicante where they had a club called Hercules who had just beaten uh, Barca and in the Copa del Rey. And like they had parades, you know, because and they beat them in one leg. Like I think they still lost in the second leg. But um, just the fact that they beat Barca in a match, this like I think third tier uh, club or second tier club, they had a parade, and it was huge. And I said, "What about Alicante FC?" Which is like that one's named after your city, like you know what I mean? Like to me, it's uh, maybe it's rudimentary, but like when something's named specifically after your city, like you would assume you would connect with it more than this other club. And they were like, "Nah, that's a small club. No one really cares about it." Plus, anytime they've ever been able to be promoted. or they've won the league that they're in, they can't get promoted because their stadium isn't big enough. And I said, well, what happens? You know, they said, well, the next team goes up, but they have to split the promotion fee with them. So like this club has had opportunities. Like they've won, they've won significant sums of money where they could, you know, add to the stadium size if they wanted to, but they're just apparently a badly run club. So I don't understand why you just don't do that here. You know, you have a club that plays in a high school stadium. Yeah, well, if they get promoted from League One USL to Championship USL, and that's, I don't know, half a million dollars of, of, of a windfall, right. and maybe they have to split that with somebody else, $250,000 is a big chunk of money for a club like that. They could build the second stand. They could maybe right. add some stuff. Like, I don't understand why we just don't have that process in place where we have our, like, if, if they, this is how they do it in Europe, 
like it seems to work for them. Why is this such a like a hurdle for us to think about? Well, if you think about football stadiums in Texas for high school, right? They spend five, six million dollars on a football stadium for their high school programs. So you essentially could use that money to help build a bigger, not a bigger stadium at the time, but maybe even add on to make it so those seats would fit, right? How boring is your town when you're going to an 80,000 seat high school stadium? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't live in Texas. There's just got to be nothing there. Well, they you're shut like, down all the stops, right? They're like they shut down the whole town and everybody goes to the football game. To watch 16-year-olds get concussions. What are we doing? <laughs> but, I, I, but it's it's just so good because they're not being paid anything you know it's uh, nice feels good what's those image rights <laughs> yeah well you know them you know them southern boys be like like the good old days <laughs> 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 just watching people work a field for free <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the way to do it it's I'm just like hey all right I've been crushing now I gotta go I gotta go work I can't do school anymore can't yeah. do school they just Jesus. leave leave classes like in the middle of the day. Oh, I got to go play football. I mean, varsity blues comes to mind every time I think of like Texas football. And so I've just, never seen it just on on principle. You know what okay. I mean? Fair. Just refuse it. Well, during this time, you might have a minute where you do end up watching it. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to crumble and actually watch Harry Potter. Now, maybe not all don't 58 do it. of them. Please don't do it. I, you know, I've never I've never read one of the books. Obviously, you've heard me speak. I've never. <laughs> I've What's never watched any of those. A movies. book, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's other books. Yeah. <laughs> I thought not it was a, just textbooks and Harry Potter's. Not everything's like the Bibles. global game. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, dude, I might actually. I have a friend who's like really into it, and he was like, "Dude, you got to see it. It's amazing." So I might, I might actually watch it. Give in, just give in. I might. All right, fair enough. So, um. You know, aside from like maybe binge watching Netflix, you know, how are you guys spending time with uh, no soccer or comedy shows? Uh, I almost feel like I've been busier. <laughs> uh, I've yeah, we've been so we're still doing the TV show, which is cool. So uh, every Tuesday and Thursday at eight o'clock on on Fubo Sports. So we're we're taping it from home. We're like figuring out all like the technical stuff to be able to to do that. And uh, so, yeah, that took a couple of days, but now uh, we we still have a, like a nice you know fun professional show uh, and. and uh, like and and this week and actually tonight and I guess in a couple of minutes people uh, at at eleven o'clock uh, Daniel Shallowy uh, will be on uh, e- Eastern time and then eight, so eight p.m. Uh, so Daniel Shallowy from Sporting Kansas City who was on and he was uh, like our our first guest from these like remote shows we're, we're calling them Living Room FC uh, <laughs> I, we're having a good nice. we're having a good we're having a good time with it man it's um you know the the good we're lucky in the it, that we're in the position that we are because a lot of comedian uh, friends of ours are just absolutely lost any form of income that they uh, were having because they were, they can't, they can't perform. Every single comedy club is closed. Uh, there's no public gatherings. So it's, it's difficult. It's difficult for us that we can't, you know, at least we have this, we can't do stand up, but we're, we're stand up comedians at heart and it's difficult to remove something like that 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 we spent the last decade of our lives uh dedicating our lives to and yeah. now it's just taken away from us so we're trying to like uh make the most of it <laughs> you know i'm and surprised that like comedians haven't found like a way to just like do like live streams and just you know maybe say like hey you know tip me here and maybe like pay five bucks or something to 
access the live stream? Like some people are doing that. Okay. Some people are, are 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 live streaming their act, like they're performing their act with like mm-hmm. a Venmo at the bottom, so people could tip them. Oh, I think I I've been asked to do some live stream shows. I refuse <laughs> to perform in front of no audience. It's 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 such a simple idea. I get why so many people are trying to do live stream shows. I get it, but dude, we're funny people. Like if you're a comedian, I would expect that you're funny. Go make funny videos. Go be funny on a live stream. But performing your act for no one is just the worst <laughs> possible idea. You only need one thing for comedy, and that's an audience. So to do it without that, <laughs> I mean, it's just pointless. It's going to sound like a TED talk. It sucks. <laughs> well, that's the crazy thing, right? Like you just don't have any, what are you going to do? Are you going to just expect people to watch it or being, you can't engage. I mean, I'm sure your guys' acts are, are about audience engagement and you have to have somebody to look at to give a bad time, right? So I mean, I don't, we don't really talk to the audience that much. I mean, I can and I have when I, especially when I MC or stuff, but um, we both have been performing for 11 years. Like we have an act, you know, I have, I've done, I, I headline, I've lost a couple of headlining gigs because of this quarantine, but like I go up and I'll perform for an hour. But generally what part of comedy is to hear people laugh, you know what I mean? Like, so to do it without that is almost pointless. You know, I think it's, it's probably more beneficial for a lot of comedians to go back and review some uh, tapes they have or some videos of them performing and edit that and put that up. I think that's way more advantageous than performing for nobody. It is, it is gut-wrenching. It makes me laugh. I've watched some of my friends do it and I'm laughing at them. You know oh, what I mean? <laughs> I feel myself laughing at them and send it to them. I say, thank you. Thank you so much for this. They'll appreciate that, right? I mean, they're yeah. like, oh, someone's yeah. laughing at least. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I sent him a Venmo. You owe me $5. Yeah. <laughs> Pay me for watching this. Right. That's right. what I said to you guys the other day when you had uh, Pablo in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should have well, put up a Venmo, buddy. He would have made some money. <laughs> yeah, we're far gonna- better off. We're trying to do more of uh, well. That's how we're trying to pass the time. Like I literally taught myself how to be able to use like live stream, like live streaming software, and, and figuring out Twitch and all these things. So we're trying to pass the time by you know connecting with people. A lot of people are struggling right now, and they need some form of entertainment or you know. And it's difficult without yeah. soccer. It's uh, it, it's difficult on a lot of people. So hopefully, uh, people will check out some of the stuff we're doing, and uh, you know, hopefully help people cope in some way. Well, one of the ways you guys are doing that too is with the use of Slack. And you guys came up with the Goalie Squad. Um, can you kind of explain to us what the goal, what the Goalie Squad is for our listeners? Sure. Um, so it started uh, simply because we were, you know, Alexis and I were trying to decide. You know, we were doing this podcast, and we're and you know we're not making either any money or very little money doing it. Um, so, but we were seeing that we had like a, a like a you know this building fan base and we wanted to do essentially like a Patreon to give people like exclu- exclusive content or something along those lines. Uh, you know, I, I, Alexis had the idea. He was like, Hey, you know what? If we put our stuff behind the paywall, less people will see it. And I'm like, well, how am I going to pay my rent? You know? So we were trying to figure out a, a, a reasonable balance of like, how do we get more content to people, but I, I have people still support the show and and help us keep going because it is financially difficult when you're not making any money doing this stuff so uh we we decided on gully squad and basically it, it, it's it, it's essentially patreon but without um 
the, 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 like the payment aspect of Patreon, but you can still give the content to everyone. So it's, we, the, the people that pay are subsidizing it for the people who don't want to pay. Uh, so we're trying to get the content out to more people, but there are people that are like, you know, you guys are cool. I like what you do. I have some extra money. Let me give you some. So we started the Gully Squad and it's become something, it's just so incredible where like, yeah, we have this Slack channel that everybody is, it's its, it's, its own community. Uh, it, it's really, really dope. Most, more people, if you have a podcast, there's no reason why you shouldn't do this as well. Uh, have those, have those those dedicated people that that care about what you're doing uh, and 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 show that support and we have you know we have a channel for uh for pizza for for away days you know a lot of the people there like if you're if you're in portland and you're going to uh, a game in columbus or wherever uh maybe not columbus because they, they they won the mls cup there but let's say go to miami or something um you can you can post in 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 the uh, away days channel and say like hey i'm gonna go to miami uh for this game what should i do there and there are people from miami that'll be like oh i got you this is where you got to go or let's meet up and things like that so that kind of uh connection and that kind of community has been just beautiful to see it's also i, I and i can't express it i can't express this enough like it's it's enriched our lives to have like when you do comedy and i think this is something that a lot of people don't understand i think a lot of people think when they go see a comedian they're gonna go watch someone specifically that's hired to make them laugh and maybe when you start out that that's sort of your instinct but as you go along as a comedian, you realize your job isn't to make everyone laugh. Your job is to, to say something or to talk about subjects in a way that makes you as the comedian laugh. And what your goal is, is to find the people in that audience, or hopefully there's a room full of those people after a while. But when you're just performing, when people don't know who you are, you want to find people in the audience that agree that that's also their humor. And that becomes your fan base. You sort of pick them up as you go along. That's why before you know, people started posting stuff on Instagram, it would take 20 years to really build up a fan base. Um, you were going city to city and, and sort of performing your act, and there would be a portion of that audience, hopefully more than not, that would say, I really love what this guy or this woman is talking about. I'm now a fan because I have the same or similar sensibility, similar se uh, sense of humor, or I like what they're doing, even though it's different from mine. Um, we've sort of found that in Belly Squad. Like we have a group of people that sometimes they disagree with some of the things we say or, or they think a, 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 you know, a joke was they don't understand a joke or, I mean, it's never that bad, but maybe they'll be like, Hey, I didn't like when you said this or, or this, that, but like, it's a group of people that all sort of feel the same way we do about soccer and feel the same way we do about humor. And it's just like, I've always wanted people like this in my life where I could turn to and talk to about soccer. And for a long time, it was just Christian and he was exhausted with me, you know? So now I have Blam, baby. <laughs> so now I have this flag channel where they want to put up a picture of their pizza and they don't want me to say nice things about it. They want me to destroy their pizza. And it's like they want me to roast it. And it's like, I, I love you. I love you so much because I would love, I would love if people send me pictures of pizza and let me call it trash and explain to them how it's trash. You know, and and this is this is the group of people we have. But like even things like jokes and there's there's a channel for jokes where people can put up you know jokes that they find on instagram and, and so a lot of the times we know those comedians are good friends of ours and we'll give them insight into the joke and or, or that comedian and what they're going through at that time and it's it's such a great community and they, they all talk to each other it's almost like at first we had to inspire a lot of the the conversation but now they're doing it all you know it's great so what's a trashy pizza then all of it all of it well no <laughs> but not, if you what, if you're not what's eating pizza in new york 
then you're just probably not eating great pizza. I say probably because there are some incredible pizza places around the country. Um, Sacramento, I don't know off the top of my head. I, the, really, the only thing I know in Sacramento is to squeeze in. And I think Golden Cadillac is a bar that has some great yeah, things. Yeah. Um, but I, it, I think 87% of New Yorkers only eat plain pizza. What we call plain, most people around the country call it cheese, which is redundant. Cheese comes on it. Like you don't know what our pepperoni and cheese pizza, do you? No. You just say pepperoni. So cheese, right. you don't have to say. It comes on it whether you like it or not. That True. to me is pizza. And it should be a New York slice. It should be stretched correctly. It should be baked correctly. The dough should have been left to rise for three days. But if you put pineapple anywhere near a pizza, I don't even, I'm, I'm not offended. I'm, I'm hurt for you and your family. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> What's your so, go-to uh, pizza spa in New York? Uh, Lay Industry in Williamsburg, uh, Brooklyn. It's, it legitimately is the greatest slice of pizza you'll ever have anywhere in the world. And I promise you that. So one of our co-hosts, Danny, who couldn't join us tonight, he is uh, from New York originally. We've never asked him this question, um, but we do give him trash because he's a Jets fan. So there's a lot of things there. Yeah, you can't trust him. No, you can't. So whatever he tells me, I'm just like, I don't know if I can, if I can go with what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. You can't even trust your own draft picks. So you're, you expect me to trust you. No, you, you root. I'm a Knicks fan. I understand what it's like to root for a sinking ship. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. it's like watching Titanic and going, Jack might come out of the water. You never know. That's, <laughs> that, that's, there was room <laughs> on the boat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put him on the goddamn door. You know, that's, that's who we are. That's our, that's our lives. That's a Nick fan. Yeah. There's always yeah. an opportunity. Yeah. Awesome. Well, boys, we, we really appreciate you guys and, and taking the time to, to chat with us this evening. We know you guys have uh, other things to get ready for. And we want to say thank you. Uh, for giving us an opportunity just to just to chat. Oh, man, this uh, was an honor. Uh, yeah, yeah thank you, appreciate guys. it, guys. Thank you. And we'll, we'll be sending you that crystal scar shortly too. So Here's we love one. it. Yeah, you'll see it on the TV show if you send it to us. Perfect. Hey, real Perfect. real quick, one of my favorite Sac Town uh, Sac Republic stories is I was in Ireland passing a church, and there was a guy in a Sac Republic shirt and hat. And I go, hey, I hope you guys make it an MLS. And he was like, wait a minute, what? Because we're in the middle of Ireland. He was yeah. like. Who are you? Why do you know who I am? How do you know who I'm <laughs> like? was, He was like, he just wanted to talk to me and I had to walk by. I was late for something. So I hope to find that guy one day. Well, hopefully he's a listener and he heard, he heard this conversation and now he knows to reach out to you. Yeah, Absolutely, the, dude. I'll also add my only anecdote for with uh, Sac Republic is, the, I don't know if you know the comedian Turner Sparks. Turner Sparks is from sacramento and he he had done my show sometime last year and he brought his parents and his whole family was there uh and his father had a sacramento uh republic hat and i was like hey sacramento uh you, you know i think this is like uh you guys won a championship or were yes. in the final won you guys the championship. won and i congratulated year. Uh, for, that's right and i congratulated uh him and he was like you know what this is this is great. He was just like so shocked. Uh, but yeah, if you ever uh, want somebody to speak to uh, another comedian who's a big Sacramento Republic fan, uh, Turner Sparks. And, and if you guys want to be put in touch, I can make that happen. But he's that'd great be, too. That'd oh, yeah. be awesome. We have, yeah. We're going to do a draft uh, next week of uh, the team of the century. So for all the years, pick, you get to pick your players. So that'd be kind of fun to have him uh, involved in that. Cool. Yeah, I'll put you guys in touch. Okay. All right. Well, well, thank you very, very much for your time, guys. Um, and we hope to have another conversation in the future. Cheers. Right. Thank you, guys. Oh, thank you. Vamos Cruz Azul. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, see you.
Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. And we're back. So, you know, once again, thank you to the Cooligans for being on the show today. We really enjoyed talking soccer and, you know, laughing quite a bit too. So we want to say thank you to, to our community supporters. Uh, Makuni is offering 15% off your order and has made it easy to order with the use of the Makuni app. Please make sure to pre-order, stay in your car when you arrive, and they will deliver your meal to you. Visit them today at makunisushi.com or download their app available on the App Store. So as all y'all know, like we can actually be reached on social media. All y'all. All y'all. Yeah, all y'all. All y'all. You guys heard that. All y'all. Luis said y'all. <laughs> I say it a lot when I'm uh, typing too, so thought, thought I'd say it. Actually say it. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> So we can be found on, on Twitter on at Sacktown FC. Um, please, you know, send us a tweet anytime or we'll retweet it if it's something funny. If it makes John laugh, then it'll definitely be retweeted. So <laughs> try and make right. him laugh too. Um, we can also be found on Instagram at Sacktown FC. And we tend to do Instagram lives, uh, games too. So you guys might want to follow that, especially as the season comes back. We'll be doing a couple of uh, lives on Instagram as well. And we can also be found on Facebook. We actually have a Facebook page called Sacktown FC Podcast and a Facebook group, which is called Sac Republic Fans. We're at about 130 members. And please, you know, come check us out and find out, you know, our latest news on the podcast and anything going around in the community. And also, you can also find soccer content, of course, because, you know, we, we all love soccer in that group, of course. And then we can also be found on YouTube where we have a channel called Sacktown FC. And we actually just recently also partnered with StreamYard in order to provide live content for you guys. So we're hoping to have some live content at games. And in order for us to be able to do that, actually, we do need to have 100 subscribers on that channel. So you guys have a Gmail account or you guys have a YouTube channel too. Like, please, you know, feel free to subscribe to us and help us reach that goal of 100 subscribers. Thank you for listening to us on all major podcast platforms and taking the time to engage with us on social media during this time. Please remember to be safe during this time as well for not just the safety of yourself, but for others. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Cheers, everybody.